It's happening. We are live podcasting. Hi. Wow. So now you're getting to see the, the BTS, the behind the scenes of uh, us setting up our laptops and making sure I know my password. This is the part where we open our laptops. Um, babe, we're doing a live show. Oh my God, I cannot believe this. Are you I can't see any of it because of the lights, which is perfect for me. Yeah, I, you did I say that you were terrified. a little. You said you were a little nervous. Just a little bit, yeah. I uh, yeah, nervous enough to go on TED Talks and start looking up material on how to avoid stage fright. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. I did come home and Patrick was listening to a TED Talk. I was a little concerned because they were talking about uh, they were talking about like testicular cancer or something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, if you're nervous, think about like the worst possible thing that could happen, right? That was actually the point of that one. So I listened to two. The first one was a guy who played a song on the ukulele about how he was getting over his stage fright. And I was okay. like, this isn't helping me. The second one was a doctor who was using his science to explain how to prepare for the worst case scenario, and that will help you. And that was supposed to make you less nervous. And that was supposed to make you less nervous or at least more prepared. I don't know, but he, the, the largest example he used was getting prostate cancer. And so you're I supposed to like, think about that. I literally spent the last 24 hours wondering, like, what do I do if my doctor calls me during this show and tells me I have prostate cancer? Okay, well, I, mean, like, I, I need you to be present <laughs> instead of thinking about your nether regions because we have a show to do. I'm certainly prepared for that. Okay, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis Live from Brick Radio. <laughs> I feel like I'm inside my own brain hearing my theme song. Right with the echo? Yeah, it's very surreal. So, how exciting. We just celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary last yes. week. Yeah. That's four years married, 12 years together. Just before 12, yeah. just under 12 years together total. So I was so it's 10. it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we've learned a lot over the course of our relationship and our marriage. We have. And I feel like this is a really good time for us to impart some of that knowledge to our audience. Oh, like like marriage advice? Yeah, we From should. Us. The two people have a podcast about them bickering with each other. Yes. Okay, yeah, no, I it's do it. on the list. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So uh, we are going to share our top four marriage tips in honor of our four-year wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I think I think for me, the biggest one is make sure you give your spouse as much attention as they give to you. Make sure oh, it's balanced. Well, you're really serious. I'm because all of my tips are advice. all of my tips are <laughs> bullshit. Um, this is making me look really good. Uh, that was a great, that was a really great tip. Thank you. Um, I was going to say one of the things to do is, you know, when you are in a relationship, you kind of lose all the pretense of trying to be perfect in front of each other and everybody farts. So, um, when and if you fart in front of your partner, just blame it on your dog. Um, even if you don't have a dog or your dog is not there. You can also go get a dog at any point yeah. during this Boston marriage. Terriers have notoriously terrible farts. We have one named Filthy, and he just rips them. Um, In the same vein, 
always deny that you snore on the grounds that you didn't hear it. Yeah, but I was going to go, just to circle back to Phil, this is one of my favorite things. That This is like a running joke that we have. Anytime that we are traveling, we were recently at a wedding in Toronto, or Ontario, Ottawa, just kidding, somewhere in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck needs to know? Exactly. Um, so we were in the hotel room, and it was so funny. Sorry, Patrick farted. And then he goes, Phil! And like, but we're in a hotel, and Phil is definitely not there. Seriously. I'm sorry. It's really funny, and I love it. Every single time it happens. So just It feel literally free. happens every time we travel, too. Just, so. Phil! And it's like, he's not here. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what are some other tips that you have? I'd say keep a, have a podcast where you can uh, embarrass each other publicly. Yeah, that's tip number that'll, three. that'll make our home life Really? Yeah, have a podcast. And podcasts are really great because if you ever have arguments, the audience will side with the whoever. most popular one on right. Twitter. Yeah, that's, so, it. that's how that it's works. It's a great way to settle arguments. <laughs> um, number five is um, tease your spouse for watching anime. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that necessary? Yeah. How about, how about don't kill your spouse's Venus flytrap? Okay. Well, that. <laughs> Okay, uh, what about uh, don't eat your partner's snacks? Because some people are trying to, you know, be on top of their diet, and so I had almonds, I had cashews, I had, all and then not only did you eat my snacks, but you ate my nuts, which meant I had to scream, who ate my nuts? <laughs> I ignored her for like 10 minutes. And I was so scream. pissed off. You ate my nuts. I was just screaming, who ate my nuts? And then, oh, and Patrick completely ignored me. And then as soon as I said, okay, babe, I'm leaving for the gym. He was like, all right, have a good time. I'm like, oh, so now you hear me. You didn't hear me when I was asking, where have my nuts been placed? But now that I'm telling you that I'm leaving, you have something to say. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that note, it, that brings to mind another story um, when we were first getting together and we stopped by to visit your grandmother. Oh, goodness. And okay, so I've said this before that my grandmother is notoriously shady. I love her, but she is, you know, when you get to a certain age, you lose all pretense of being friendly. Um, there, there's shade and then there's like the depth of a cave. Yeah, that's my grandmother. It was, it's dark. Yeah, so... We, we were driving up to New York to actually move to New York from Florida, and we stopped in South Carolina to see my grandmother, and I was with Patrick and my brother-in-law, and just to give you context, my brother-in-law, Jesse, is uh, in the Air, for Air he's Force? In, he's in the Army. He's he looks military. like a G.I. Joe. He's, like he's jacked. He's like a, a jacked man. He is, he's one of, the, one of the most physically fit physical specimens I have ever seen. Right. So um, we open the door, and I say to my grandmother, Grandma, I want you to meet my boyfriend, Patrick, and his brother, Jesse. And my grandmother says, which one's the boyfriend, Franny, the fat one? And I'm like, well. And the answer was, and the answer was, was yes. <laughs> so, but I, I, but I, I, I bring that up to say, if you don't want your spouse to eat your snacks, don't marry the fat one. Okay, well, that is, okay, that is fair. That is fair. Okay, I set myself up for that. Um... Okay, here's another tip. Um, do not set your alarm for ass o'clock unless you plan on waking up. <laughs> this I is something that Patrick does that pisses me. Thank you. Thank is you this, for giving is this it a up. Thing? Yes, yeah, it is apparently. a thing. Because why are you going to 
set your alarm for five o'clock in the morning when you know you're not getting up at five o'clock in the morning. And then the alarm just goes off and he sleeps through it. And I'm like, babe, turn the alarm off. And then he just puts the snooze on and then it goes off again. And it's just like some of us have things to, one of us has a job still. So why, like, Marilla, where are you going at five o'clock in the morning? To the gym. Baby, you you are going though. I... I know that's how we I literally my status we, as the fat one. We literally just reviewed this in the last marriage tip. <laughs> oh, this is I think this is one of your yeah, shady, this is, your yeah, shady this tips. Is, this is my shade. Don't have corners on your podcast just because your spouse hates hearing you sing Oh Baby Baby. Everyone that is like one of our most <laughs> prolific and popular corners. Um, so you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> do you want to share any funny uh, relationship memories? Oh my God! I think I think I mean, when the I grandma went to, story is good. When I went to Paris to propose to you, and yeah. the hotel people thought that uh, thought that you were a prostitute. Okay, so that was that was okay, a good me, one. Let me explain this to you. So it, <laughs> I was staying I was staying by myself in Paris. I did not know that Patrick was coming, and so I paid for the room just for myself. And they have a special fee if you have guests. So I did not know that Patrick was coming. We got engaged. He flew to Paris, surprised me. We got engaged. We went out. We drank way too much. We came home wasted. We celebrated. And then, (laughs) sorry, God, this is, Patrick's mom is here. Give it up for Pat's mom. Um, (laughs) So then Patrick, someone someone gave Patrick a cigar because we were telling people on the street that we had just gotten engaged. And then Patrick was outside of I the came, hotel. I came out of the room. Okay, so you have to know that there's the hotel desk, and then immediately behind the desk is the door to our small hotel room. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's how this was like you were was sneaking out of your parents' house. So whoever order. was sitting at that desk was 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 privy to everything that was happening. Heard our celebration, in our right? Yeah. So I come out, and I don't know why, but I'm also counting money. So I've got a cigar, yeah. and I'm like counting euros because I don't know why. So I then just... the concierge like pulls me aside, and he's like, what are you doing? This is you not appropriate. And I was like, I didn't know he was coming. He was like, oh, sure you didn't know. And I was like, he surprised me. And it's just, everything I said just made it sound incredibly worse. Oh yeah, so that was, and then here we are ha- ha- happily ever after. So it, it, clearly it worked out. <laughs> Um, another really funny thing that happened was Patrick was an English teacher when we were still in Florida, and Patrick was asked to chaperone prom, and I will take any excuse to wear a ball gown. So I was like, let's dress up, and we were the only adults that dressed up. I got breathalyzed going into the prom. <laughs> That I was you were supposed to, chaperone. to be chaperoning. Yeah, so we definitely took pictures and we hung out with the students all night, but we were the only losers that were dressed. Oh, God. They thought we were students. I mean, I was, I was fairly young. I was well, a fairly young teacher. Yeah. But it was great. We got the photo, which is all that matters. It looks like we went to prom together, which is sweet. See the awe. Oh, see, see, look they, at that. Wasn't it worth it? Yes, it was, it was all worth it for absolutely that. worth it. Um, <laughs> well, I want to segue into. Your favorite segment, mm. the audience's favorite segment. Mm. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you do it at the. <laughs> uh, we like that the babies turn into like something scary and very sinister. I just, I just made that to balance the fact that I hate you singing "Oh, baby, baby." You so love I tap that on at the front. You absolutely love it. Okay, so. Um, Oh Baby Baby is a segment where I bring us uh, little tidbits about babies. 
Um, <laughs> and I just You see that there's nothing to support this corner except Fran's desire to say, oh, baby, baby, over and over again. I okay, mean, but this, is, more this is really important to me because here's the thing. I go to great lengths to make sure that I am prepared for this corner, and it's really difficult because, sorry, I'm multitasking. It's really difficult because, like, when you Google baby, there's a lot of just really bad news about babies, so oh, I have to yeah. sift through I know, I did the worst myself. stories on the planet in order to bring you baby news that is appropriate for the podcast. So, today's oh, baby, baby. <laughs> it is really just about that impression. <laughs> It is. So this week in Oh Baby Baby, I bring you five facts about baby corn. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it qualifies. Baby corn. Okay, um, so baby corn oh my God. is corn that is harvested before it is fully mature. So technically, it's, it's a, preemie it's a, corn. Oh my God. <laughs> There's... Four more of these. Um, <laughs> so it's picked at an early stage, even before it's fertilized. Um, and then uh, number two, another name for baby corn is cornlets. Okay, this is going really good. <laughs> this is everything we had hoped for. Number, number three, young corn would make a really good rapper name. <laughs> number four. Baby corn is not grown in the United States. It comes from Asian countries like Thailand, Indonesia, and Taiwan. Is it is that because we are uh, like? I don't know. I just I just I look. I'm trying to corn? get to the we don't funny wanna... ones. Okay? okay. I don't know why. Well, we it's just to... not grown here. Okay. <laughs> and number five, one of the great things about baby corn is that it doesn't show up in your poop. I think that's fair. I think it was all worth it for that one. Yeah. So there you have it. Five <laughs> facts about baby corn. Oh, my God. You did it. Yeah, thank you. You did it. I like did. Like you always do. Thank you. Every once in a while on the podcast, we talk about something that we've seen uh, usually we try to stay kind of up to date, but we're way late in the game on this one. We just feel so strongly about it yeah. that for our we seen some shit corner, we, uh, we, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman. We finally, we are the last people on the Earth. The very last people <laughs> to spend their $5.99 yeah. renting it off of We watched it on Amazon. digital service. And I got to say, y'all hyped this movie up, and we didn't like the it. The movie was garbage, guys. <laughs> the movie? I the thought movie the movie was garbage. I just did not think the movie was good. We were sold, we were sold like, iconic feminism, yeah. and we got, we got the opposite. What's the yeah. opposite of iconic feminism? White feminism? <laughs> <laughs> which, to be fair, which, to be fair, it was a white feminist movie. It really was. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm like, really thinking about it, yeah, it, so it lived up to that portion of the hype. Um, I, here's, a, here's a few things that like really pissed me off. Gal Gadot's wedge boot. Who is fighting crime and saving the world in a wedge? Wonder Woman. I mean, I'll give that to Wonder Woman. She could presumably do that. No, it's not, it's not practical. It's, no, it's not practical. 
But she's wonderful, or allegedly. Okay, I also have to say that I don't think Chris Pine is cute. I... <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, here's the truth. Oh, I believe okay. he's getting a pass because his name is Chris. Pine, Pratt, Hemsworth, you've lumped them all together, and he's, no. he's quite mediocre compared no. to the other Chris's. That's fair. There's been there's been like a there's been like a Chris coalition. It's like a Chris PR campaign. You know yeah. when you see those you see those advertisements and they're just advertising like peanuts. Yeah. They're like, hey vegetables, bro, we're still here. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that's like, how you feel about the and Chris's. You're like, Who was that for? Was that even for broccoli? No, it was just for vegetables. That's what they're doing for the Chris's of the world right now because they're still reeling from things like Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown. Yeah, those really hit. The Chris Coalition has really been suffering because those two have really damaged the brand. And so now they are pushing Chris Pine onto us, even though we never asked for him. I know. Didn't we get enough of him in Star Trek, too? It's like, come on. Oh, yeah. I just, he doesn't, I mean, listen. I Look, I don't dislike him in Star Trek. I just think, like, if you're going to be the captain of one major movie franchise, just do that. Like, yeah. Do like you need more other, money? There are other Chris's out there. We, yeah. They're out there. Literally everything about this movie upset me. It was just, I mean, there's, there's that little buddy component of all the friends with the love interest. And the love interest, none of them do anything to help anybody. They don't, yeah, they all could have been cut from the They don't the movie. further the plot. They don't do anything funny. They don't, they just, they just are this guy's buddy. And the love interest doesn't do anything to help her. I mean, I, I spent the whole movie wanting to watch Wonder Woman snap his neck and be like, you're slowing me down <laughs> and toss him to the side. I mean, it's true. Instead, she Yeah, he spends, kept getting in her way. Yeah, and, and instead she spends her epiphany quoting him, a dude she met like not a week earlier. Yeah, that was really, really disappointing. That was really what I had to say. Okay, great. I agree with you. <laughs> for once in this podcast, you're right. Score um, one for Patrick. So can we try and say, can we try... Because some people, it seems, are a little upset that we didn't like Wonder Woman. Mm, okay. Can we try and say okay. some positive things about the film? Uh, I, I mean, we can try. Yeah. I, mean, I literally just said I have not one button. Okay, here's a positive thing. Gal Gadot is fucking beautiful. Okay, I will, she is I will say beautiful. Gal Gadot is fucking beautiful. Don't say it that enthusiastically. <laughs> But but see again at the beginning of the movie I, I literally turned to Fran and I said I said I could I could stare at this woman's face all day and then by the end of the movie which was a ridiculous two and a half, half hours, hours later, later I was like I never want to see this woman's face again. Okay, I will also say that Gal Gadot has beautiful hair even though who takes their hair down to fight a battle? Keep it off your face. I think again like the wedge boots Wonder Woman can get away with that. I think that's reasonable. This is just because you think she's prettier than me? I didn't say prettier than you. Okay, good. <laughs> good, you're back on the show. <laughs> um, I also thought her supermodel walk was very cute. Not necessarily appropriate, but, you know, when she was, like, you walking. Mean in a battle with Ares. Yeah, when, like, the flames were happening, she was kind of, like, doing, like, the So strut. you were cool with the hair or the wedge boots, but you were cool with a runway Maybe this is the Say Something Nice Challenge. Epic battle. I'm oh. taking, I'm oh, really no, taking true. the that's challenge, <laughs> and I'm trying to say something nice. Yes. I and she did a good little strut. Game. Do you have anything else positive to say? Um... <laughs> There's I, a list, so. There, there is a list. <laughs> But I don't agree with any of these things. 
<laughs> I can say maybe as a member of the patriarchy, I appreciated that Wonder Woman was far more powerful than her love interest, but still did everything he said. <laughs> I mean, like, that's like the best. I mean, it's, it's an awful, it, it was an awful movie. Everything was awful. Okay. That was great. We yeah. have seen some shit. We've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. I've seen pew, pew. some shit. I've seen some shit. Okay. Um, let's do a little goings on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. What the hell is going on in Brooklyn? So this is actually really cool. The MTA has um, has dictated that there will now only be gender neutral announcements used by its train conductors. So instead of ladies and gentlemen, it will be riders, passengers, and other inclusive language, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's supposed to be starting this month. Yeah, yeah, clap it up for the MTA. Maybe that's why our um, Metro cards have been more expensive. <laughs> They've decided they're gonna put that money into new announcements. Into, into new announcements, into, into changing the language, one word or two words. Yeah, I like the idea of it being riders or passengers, but I kind of think that that is too formal in a way. I, I wanna hear something that I feel like accurately reflects the subway experience. Really like embodies the vibe of the Yeah, subway. exactly. Like I would love to hear the announcement come on and say, uh, hey shit stains, <laughs> <laughs> keep your dick in your pants, <laughs> right? I, I feel like people would really listen to that. They would really, Absolutely. You know? I wanna hear them say like, you know, like give you really good advice like, Ladies and gentlemen, that man's not drunk, he's dead. Oh yeah, that, yeah. I, could, like, I could hear I that one I feel like that would be more useful knowledge than most of what they're give, giving us. Uh, yeah, or uh, uh, here's another one. Hey asshole, no one wants to see your showtime. <laughs> now is not the time for showtime. Yeah. Showtime? It's seven oh, o'clock in the morning. When Have you, you been on the sleep? train at 7 a.m. when they're like, ladies and gentlemen, what time is it? Showtime. And you're just like, no. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to This American Life. <laughs> it's a special about the school to prison pipeline, and I don't want to listen to you dance. There is nothing worse. I almost um, got kicked in the face one time. Everybody almost got kicked in the face one time. You know, but this is this Seriously. pays my bills. Maybe that's what MTA should put their money towards, is like a little support group for people who have been kicked in the face by subway performers. Yeah, there's a growing uh, constituency <laughs> of us, and we have things to say. Any other things that you would like to hear the MTA actually say to us on the train? I think, you know what, I, I think that's probably about it. I think that's everything I have. What about a stand clear of the closing doors or we'll close them on your baby stroller repeatedly <laughs> until your <laughs> child is terrified of trains for life. That'll teach them a lesson. <laughs> they are heartless. Here's the thing that has, has really kind of puzzled me. Have you ever noticed that there's a male voice and a female voice for train announcements. Mm -hmm. The female voice says the next stop is whatever, or they announce she announces transit cha changes, or that this is a you know a Manhattan right, round right. G train or whatever it is. Just getting the G train is never running. <laughs> <laughs> and then the man's voice is the one that tells you stand clear of the closing doors. You know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we ask you not to give right. to panhandlers. Try not to harass anybody on your short commute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the train is not a place for inappropriate touching, things like that. And I'm here to say that that is some sexist bullshit. Why is the woman telling you where to go and the man is telling you what to do? 
I don't know. Did was it Gal Gadot that does the woman's voice? <laughs> it might be. Maybe that's why. No, I'm just saying. Like, why can't they switch it up? Like, why can't the woman be the one that's telling people what to do versus the bro? I mean, they 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 could. I think they. Yeah, I think they should actually. Yeah. Can why you? not? I mean, why not just mix it up? Why don't they each like they'll go word for word? Oh, like so they'll just go back and like forth. a call and response. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What time is it? <laughs> it's not showtime. <laughs> I'm excited for the gender neutral announcements, but I do want to put it out there in case the MTA is listening to last name basis because because you know they are clearly they're fans. Um, we would like to hear the female announcer take charge and tell people to sit down to collect all their bags, to not spread their legs, all of that good stuff. Yeah, no, it's great. So now, now you can hear <laughs> yeah. in a female or a male voice. Yes, exactly. Uh, and know that it's, it's equal opportunity. I'm, I'm into it. Another one of our favorite segments on the podcast is the song lyrics corner. That's not actually his name. What is its name? It doesn't have a name. We usually just talk about song lyrics. Okay, well, great. Way to bring the mood down. <laughs> Sorry, was that? Song lyrics I'm corner trying to, listen, so lame. Maybe, I mean, maybe there's an audience, okay? So I'm trying to true. like have an air of professionalism <laughs> as we transition to segments on the pod. Oh, no, you're killing it. Um, so this song is currently number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Gucci it, Gang by Lil, Lil Pump. Pump. You guys know it. Do you guys know, Lil? Are you familiar with the, the, the minuscule pump? <laughs> I had never heard Smallest this. Smallest pump. I had never heard this song before, but as soon as I heard it, I knew that it would sound fantastic being read by Patrick. I've because just, the I've lyrics are that profound and meaningful. <laughs> they touched my heart. Um, yeah. And I just... I'm, I mean, babe, this is, it's all you. Take yeah. it away. <laughs> yes, we're ready. Drop some bars. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. <clears throat> Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang, in parentheses, Gucci Gang. <laughs> Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. There's more. My bitch love do cocaine. I fuck a bitch. I forgot her name. Wait, wait, Emma, can we just say this? This is interesting. So the, the little parentheses are like the hype man, and he even realized that that was kind of fucked up. Yeah. His response was like, <laughs> I think there's a He was like, whoa, wait a second. Like, oh. You forgot her name? <laughs> okay, please continue. He's like, give her a call. <laughs> <laughs> My lean, this is, this is one of my favorite lyrics. My lean costs more than your rent. Your mama still live in a tent. Oh, okay. Um, wait, wait, side note. That's, Do you, wait, side note. Side. I love the old school, your mama. Your mama lives in a tent. But it's not actually old school, your mama. Like, those are empty insults. He says your mama still lives in a tent. Yeah. And that's harsh. But I, I believe he's talking to somebody whose mom lives in a tent. Yeah, and I, here's the thing. Why do you know about my mother's living situation? Mind your business. You know what I'm saying? You can't even call girls back and you're worried about my mother living in a tent. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she likes glamping. That's glam camping. 
You don't know her life or her struggle or her story. You feel me? She's been glamping for 30 years. I would like... (laughs) She's still in that tent. Here's what I would like to know, babe. Just to go back for a second. Do you know what lean is? Oh, I... No, it's not. It's not spelled the way I know lean to be Wait, spelled. Well, what, when you think lean, what does I that think mean? like I have a lean on my house. Yeah. I think like I have a lean on my car. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I don't. But I mean, he would clearly wouldn't be uh, bragging about a lean on his property. Yeah, I mean, he could be. So I mean, maybe. Ooh, I don't know. It's gotta be. Can you any any con uh, any context I'm looking for context clues? Yeah, because if his lean costs more than his rent. Then someone else's rent, then it's gotta be something that can't obviously be more than rent. So it can't be like a house, right? Do you want me to you want me to tell you what it is? Well, I know it's not a whip. A whip is a what and what is a whip? A whip is is a car. It's a yes. car. <laughs> I'm like I'm like shying away from this audience. You know, okay, Patrick just made the face that like your dog makes when he gets in trouble. He's like, he's like, are you gonna hit me? I taught, Am I gonna get hit? I taught our dog that face. Uh, so you know what a you me. know what a whip is. Okay, so I will tell you what lean is. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a jacket or coat. A jacket or a coat? <laughs> okay, wait. So he says my jacket or coat costs more than your rent. Yeah. Ooh, it do. Okay. Your now, mama still live in a tent and could use this jacket and then goes. Does <laughs> 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 <Plus> that? <laughs> No, okay, so lean is a mix of um, codeine with, like, Sprite or a soda, and, and they drink it to, like, get messed up. And they also oh, put, like, a jolly... Wait, wait, what's in there? Uh, Just co- so I can, like... It's a Florida man. It's a Florida man. <laughs> no, it's codeine, so they actually go to the store and buy, like, cough syrup. Oh, is that... Would, that wouldn't be the syrup, would it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You laugh. <laughs> see me, see me in two years. I'll be Liller Pump. <laughs> yes, that is also known as the scissor up. But it's also called lean coding. I, I don't, I don't know why it's called lean. Yeah. Maybe you drink a lot of it and then you're like standing like this. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, are there any other lyrics to this fantastic oh, the, tune? This one's great because there's like a Twitter rant in here. It says. They kicked me off the plane off Percocet. Now Lil Pump fly in private jet. Everybody scream, fuck WestJet. <laughs> and I just love the idea of him getting discount WestJet tickets because he put them on blast. He immediately follows this with, Lil Pump still sell that meth. That's why you got kicked off of the plane, <laughs> sir. Maybe it was the meth sale. Well, I mean, usually we do use Twitter to complain about airlines. So I feel like I have a kinship with Lil Pump over... No, I don't relate to Lil Pump at all. <laughs> I mean, what? He, he is the reason why you have to get someone to unlock the case if to, in, order to get, <laughs> in order to get codeine, he and is, I'm very upset about it. <laughs> I had a hard winter last year. Didn't he, didn't he die recently? No, that's the other little, the little peep. Oh, little peep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Way to bring it down, out. babe. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry show. again. Yeah, that was, that was, that was. Yeah, no, this guy did not die. Another, there's a lot of little. I actually confused. I was looking them up, and I, I had, you, it looks like they shaved Lil Pump to make Lil Peep. Oh, yeah, because they're both guys covered They've in got, tattoos. They've got, they're covered in facial tattoos. Yeah, they're, except They're always for making the same face at the camera. Little Peep, no, Little Pump, sorry. Um, he has 
I don't know that I would call them locks. They're something. What are they? Oh, his hair. They're, his hair is like purple and pink, and it's just, he's got a lot going on up there. Um, so I, you know, I was able to discern who they were because of that. Right. Um, well, I thought after he was like wrote a song lyric saying "Little Pump still sell that meth," he was like, "Oh, maybe I, you know, maybe I spoke too soon." Too no, maybe I was too liberal with my meth sales, and I'm going to now become Little Peep. Oh, go undercover. Yes, that's yeah. that's that's like rapper undercover right there. That's like rapper. I would watch that show. Yeah, right. Rapper undercover. <laughs> Someone write it up. Pitch it. <laughs> Is Mona Scott in the we audience? probably sell that, actually. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. Um, a good segue from Locks, we have to give a shout-out to our fantastic DJ, Justin Locks. This is Justin. Justin, Justin wrote our theme song. Yes, Justin created so the theme song to our podcast. So give him a huge round of applause. Cause yeah. That, and that theme song keeps us jamming. Yeah. One of us... <laughs> I get God, it. I know. Sounded... I know. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I know. I've right? spoken like somebody who's never jammed. Never. I, I, I don't... You didn't even I, jam at our wedding, babe. You <laughs> oh. didn't. Um, so, Justin. Yes. You traveled here... I did. ...to be yeah. a part of our live show. I did. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, just to let the audience know, you make YouTube content, correct? Yes. Uh, so, what kind, of, what kind of videos do you make? So, um, interestingly enough about me, I have locks like you do. Actually, you're one of the people that I was looking at when I was thinking about starting to get locks. Oh, my I YouTube. wish I got commission because... <laughs> Can we, we'll talk after. I this would show. own property by now. I mentioned you in one of the videos. No, I mean, I, no. Listen, I am, I am so flattered to hear that people started locks because of me. I think that's the coolest thing. You just need that check, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, I have a YouTube channel called Justin Locks L O C S, um, and what I talk about is hair, but also what I'm trying to get into now is about. Um, body image and body positivity, and especially me being a gay man about kind of stripping down the whole toxic masculinity, especially of black men that we happen to impose on other people, but mostly ourselves, and trying to strip away all of that, because at the end Amazing. of the day, we don't need that. We really don't. Well, I love you so much. You have been so supportive of our podcast through Snapchat and uh, Instagram and Twitter and of course making our theme song and it's so cool to have you here and just know that you're making positive, conscious, amazing content. So I really hope you will all check out Justin's YouTube channel. Oh, check it we, out. Have a, we have a question though. Lil Pump's locks? Okay. What are they? Are, they so, made of, are they made of his hair? Are they made of... I'm not... So have you seen them? This is the guy with the multicolored locks, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, so I've seen pictures. It looks like, you know, when you go to the fair and they got the cotton candy machine? Mm -hmm. If you took that cotton candy, just string it real thin and then just put it in your hair, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. And I've seen videos where it's actually his real hair. Okay. So uh, if he was going so to look know. like a unicorn, then he got it like spot on. Yeah. So not not really my aesthetic, but I uh, I support him. Right, right. Yes. I mean, you don't have to like like it, but I respect his choices. Yeah, you know? that is that is true. We're not friends, so <laughs> I would question the friends in my life if no one had told me that that was not. Mm, it was an had, interesting he choice. He had a friend, nor a mirror. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, as uh, our upcoming guest will say, he didn't have a praying grandmother because you need you need somebody to pray for you. 
Um, do you want to move into our next corner? Thank Absolutely. you so much, Thank Justin, you for so being much. here again. Justin. Thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to move into the, the science corner now. We've got it. Science corner! <laughs> yes. And the, just so you know, that is me. <laughs> that is me and In Patrick. Case you didn't on the, recognize it. And that's Patrick on the ukulele. I know two chords. You know, you have no idea how long it took me to play those two chords and then cut them up so that they matched whatever she sang. Yeah, you did a great job. I love it. I, I, my heart flutters every single time I hear the corner intro. Okay, so scientists <laughs> <laughs> moving along. <laughs> moving right on. Okay. What so, do we have in the science corner? Really simple stuff, though. I mean, scientists are, are, have created a material that can transform the stress that it feels into electricity, which I think is super cool because it raises opportunities for things like um, creating electricity out of the movement from our bodies when we, when we walk, when we mm -hmm. run. Mm -hmm. um, they're even thinking about how to use it to place it next to a beating heart so that the beating of the heart can power its own um, pacemaker. Wow. Uh, which is fascinating, right? So it's a, basically a self-powering um, uh, generator. Yeah. It's awesome. I feel like this sounds really cool, but this could also present a lot of problems. Like when your relationship's going really good, then suddenly your lights aren't working. You know what I mean? Like you need yeah. the stress in order to keep things powered. Yeah, I see that. But it could also lead to a lot more sex. That is true. Right? Like, get those lights on, you know? Yeah. That's like in 40 years, that's the saying. It's like, you know, man, you need to get those lights on. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta turn on the brights, if you know what I'm saying. That's what your relationship Give is. me the red light special. Do you know that song? Yeah, man. I, I love that song. Who is my, that song that's, by? That's, that's, my, that's my jam. All through the night. Come on. Come on, babe. Come on. Uh, um, we'll take it slow. You gotta go fast if you want something. Take off your clothes, come on up and turn on the red light. Who is that song by? Uh, <laughs> not all three of the Tonys, but one of one. <laughs> a, there's one single Tony out there that's responsible no. for that song. No. What do you want from me? You know I don't know. It's a girl. It's a girl group. It's um. It's an acronym. Spice Girls. No. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. Said <laughs> girls. I thought Spice Girls. I know. I, I messed up. I messed up, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm gonna ask the audience because the audience knows who that song is by. TLC. That's what I said. <laughs> that was a riveting science corner. Thank you. And I think that it is a perfect time to transition into the animal corner. I love what? I know I made. You it. made it. But it's just bizarre. You actually made that. I know, but now I'm hearing it live in a. It's big so room. good. Someone give that girl a record deal. <laughs> I swear to God, I could smell the patchouli like coming out of the speakers, right? Just like. I just picture you spinning around in one of those peasant skirts. Yes. That was, like, all of my middle school years. I went to Lilith Fair. Uh, like, yes. don't get it twisted. I went to Lilith Fair. You did? Uh, no. Well, we no, that was Ozfest. Okay. Those are, like, <laughs> not similar at all. 
<laughs> um, so uh, in the animal corner, there is research that has found uh, that sober rats don't really like music very much. And so, Fascinating. Yes, and so what they did was that they gave these rats drugs in order to see what kind of music they like, <laughs> and they found... They're like, we will make you cool, rats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dare commercial. Um, so they found out that rats, when they do cocaine, love Miles Davis. I nailed it. They were like, well, look, these rats are boring. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pump some life into you. Yeah. They, so before they had drugs, they really liked, I mean, seriously, they liked Beethoven before. And then they liked Miles Davis more when they did coke. That is, that is useful. That's really useful information. What, what have you gleaned from this study? Like, literally nothing. I mean, this actually sounds like an advertisement for cocaine to me. Yeah. Like, it's like, you want to be cool. If you want to be the cool rat. Yeah. I, I, and I hate to say that because it's, it's a terrible thing to say. But what they, yeah, that's a bad take. What they don't, didn't include in the study is that the ones that avoided cocaine went on to have, like, long careers as accountants. <laughs> and, you know, they, they married someone that they, you know, maybe loved, but, you know, they worked. They worked yeah, well they together, and, you know, they had a family, and it was nice, and he didn't regret any of it. I'm sorry, I are we talking what? about the rats? <laughs> I, like, I, I lost the thread. I was trying to pull it back from, from the, um, you know. From saying that cocaine was cool. Yes, um, that was it. Here's what I want to <laughs> know. Why are my tax dollars going to buying cocaine for rats? Yeah. Exactly. Clap it up. <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of this. Who are these scientists, and why are they, why are they doing this? <laughs> Who asked for this? You know what I'm saying? That's a good question. I wonder, if, I wonder if the study was actually conducted by a bunch of politicians who were using your tax money to buy cocaine, <laughs> found themselves in an awkward situation, had to dump it in the subway, and then they studied the rats. They were just, they were like... One end of the subway was playing for Elise, the other end was playing, you know, Miles Davis 4, and the, they watched the rats gravitate towards Miles Davis. And, they and said, now there's what? a I learned something. And now there's a group of rats that are playing at Coachella. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> they have great musical taste. Um, we, had, we, had another, we had another animal corner, which um, Fran emailed to me being like, this is a great animal corner. It was, the headline read, Octopus eats aquarium employee's penis during sex. I know. Great. Animal corner. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty sensational animal corner. And then uh, the, the next email, which followed maybe five minutes later, was like, this story was fake. Sad face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited by the headline that I just emailed it to him. And then when I read it, I realized, like, oh, this is not, this is not real. The disappointment, though, was palpable. I know. I there wasn't disappointed. The man's penis wasn't eaten by I didn't octopus. feel bad for the guy at the aquarium. I felt bad for us. That our show had to suffer because someone posted this fake headline and I was taken in by it. I was taken in by this fake news. Are you ready? Are you ready for some You Must Be Dreamin'? Yes, You Must Be Dreamin'. In case you didn't know this, we were actually dream experts. We, we used to say that we were novice dream experts, whatever that meant. Amateur dream experts. Amateur dream experts. But since we've been interpreting people's dreams on the podcast, every one of them has told us that we, that we actually got them right. read them like a book and it helped them in their lives. Yeah. And that's not actually a joke. Yeah. So if you have dreams 
We would love for you to send them to us. You can send them to us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. Go to sleep! <laughs> Patrick. That I love. I love that one. Thank I you. love that one. Thank so you. This, is, this one comes from Amanda. Amanda says, last night I dreamt I was getting my butt waxed. Not the inside of my butt crack, but the outside. The cheeks, which is weird because I'm pretty sure I don't have more hair on the outside of my butt than the average person. Mm, okay. There's a lot to unpack there. We'll yeah, get to that. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> getting my butt waxed when a small hummingbird-sized pterodactyl started flying around the room and landing repeatedly in the waxer's face. Mm, okay. The waxer was my hairdresser. She's been doing my hair for several years, and we've gotten our dogs together for a few play dates, but other than that, we're really not that close. And she's never done any waxing for me or seen my ass in real life. Mm, what could this mean? So, uh, yes. So okay. we have, okay, we so, have a lot to work through here. So um, she dreamt that she was getting her butt waxed. Um, this means that you should be doing more squats. Squats are great for your butt. I can say this as someone who used to have a negative butt, as in absence of butt. No. No. I know. You just, fantastic. you have to say that. It's okay. Um, so, uh, Amanda, you need to do squats. That is why you were getting your butt waxed and you were not getting the butt strip waxed. That's inside of your crack, it's called the butt strip. You, do, you don't know this? Clearly, you've not been waxed. <laughs> because she always asks. She's always like, do you want to do the butt strip? <laughs> yes, exactly. I know way too much about your asses now. Um, okay, so she was not getting the butt strip. Um, and then a hummingbird-sized pterodactyl flew around the room and landed on the waxer's face. Babe, what does that mean? I see. I think this whole thing is like, like the hummingbird, the, the pterodactyl represents her past coming coming after her the person who's trying to help her you know take control of her present by mm. waxing her ass mm. it's attacking her personal trainer it's <laughs> who's just like squats please yeah exactly so something is getting in the way of you being focused at the gym i don't see i don't think it's <laughs> i don't know where you're getting the gym thing because but it, her butt her butt it was at the beginning of the dream. Right. No, no, no. I, I got it. But she was also having her butt waxed, not worked out, not... not I know. Completed. Baby, symbolism. <laughs> These are all symbols. The mind is a very complicated place. So what does it mean that the waxer was her hairdresser? Yes. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> means... <laughs> that... Well... That's you, the personal trainer, right? Well, I mean, I yes, it could be. It could be the personal <laughs> trainer. You. It could also be someone that she might need a weave. Maybe she needs a weave also. <laughs> yeah, she needs to change up her hair. That's what it's telling her. Change up her hair. Change your hair. Amanda, Amanda, just change your hair and all these horrible dreams will go away. You'll never see the pterodactyl again. Yeah. And, um, you know, don't hang out with your hairdresser. Yeah. As much. I think we did a great job with this dream. We clearly killed it. Yes. We are absolutely <laughs> professional dream experts. Don't forget, if you have a dream, you can email it to us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. Go to sleep. And now. Are you guys ready? It is 
time for an amazing segment special for this episode. You guessed it! <laughs> Thank you. So, all right, I'm going to tell you who the guest is. I'm going to tell okay. you some things about our guest, and you have to guess who they are. Okay. Okay. She I'm is ready. one half of the massively successful and always hilarious podcast, The Read. But you also, but you also know her from Comedy Central's Drunk History, Apple's Beats One Radio, MTV's Uncommon Sense, and you also know her from mercilessly reading fools on Twitter. Yeah. Who is this guest, Patrick? Um, I'm blanking now. Crystal West. Yes, please welcome. So this good to so have fun. you. It is so awesome to have you as the guest for our very first live show. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I think most people know who you are, but we're going to do the rigmarole because, you know, I think people want to hear about your backstory. Well, like yeah, let's do it. How you got started. Um, so tell us a little bit about the podcast. How did it start? Um, well, Kid Fury and I met on Twitter. We started following each other years ago. And uh, one year we were both in Atlanta for New Year's, so we met up in person and became real life friends. And then I moved to New York and told him he needed to quit bullshitting and move to New York because he had been talking about it for months. So I was just like, you know, come on, do it. We're going to do it together. So um, maybe four or five months after he moved to New York, we started doing the show that was in February 2013. So our five year anniversary is coming up. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious why do you think why why do you think that the that the podcast the read has has resonated with so many people I mean you guys blew up you guys are continue huge. to blow up you were like the catalyst for the black podcast boom like everybody has a podcast now so much because they were inspired by the read <laughs> that is so big so thank you for that I mean we were look we were just you know not to not to just like so much to give me at once you know, so. it's true though we backstage you. talking about your your live show tours I mean international yeah. at this point it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, I think a big part of it is that there are a lot of people who are hearing themselves reflected in media for the first time, who are hearing people talk about um, American society in particular the same way they see it and have experienced it for the first time. Um, we were really fortunate to come in before, you know, the great podcasts, waves, over the past couple I mean, of years. I'm still I'm still saying that you really helped start that wave because podcasting has always been a notoriously very white space. Right, right. When we started, I was like, nobody's going to listen to this because black people do not listen to podcasts. <laughs> so They do now. Right. I was like, this is not going to happen. So, yeah, we were fortunate to have started, you know, what feels like a long time ago in podcasting. In internet, in internet Right, time. in internet time, it's like an eternity ago, so. That's a good yeah. segue into the next question. What is the most surprising thing about being internet and real life famous? And is there oh, a difference between? Oh, no, you are not is there a difference? me. Is there a difference between the two? <laughs> no, what? First of all, bitch, ask yourself. <laughs> 
You have crossed over from podcasting to television. Okay. Um, so, bitch, you were at the right. Emmys. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is so you embarrassing. You were at the Emmys. This is embarrassing. And your episode was embarrassing. Your, Can we not? Your episode Can we was not? Okay. Okay. Was I'm it? just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. So answer the question. Okay. Okay. What is the difference? <laughs> the people want to know. So the difference is that on the internet, this only happens on the internet. Yeah. And you in just real life, <laughs> right, I would be like, oh, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> oh, she's gone. I mean, no, I just feel like internet popularity is a thing that led to people knowing who I am in real life. So it's just a matter of balancing. I don't know. It's just kind of weird to be like, to go from just a person who uses social media like anybody else to somebody who has to approach it like, okay, you know, the world does not need to know all my thoughts on every topic because yeah. it might be very easy for me to get myself in trouble or say the wrong thing. Like, it's kind of like tiptoeing around, trying not to be ignorant but still be myself, which yeah. can be hard. Yeah. How are you, are you, do you find yourself still person. on that learning curve? Or is um, there a moment where you said, okay, this has gotten real, <laughs> time to pull back or at least be cautious with what I said? I mean, right. So the, the thing is, like, I said words mean things once. It's just kind of like an off-the-cuff sort of thing, and it really just gained a lot of traction with the people who listen to the show. And so I try not to just emphatically say things unless I stand behind them completely or know for a fact that they are true. And I because feel like that words people, mean thing is going to come back to Right, because people are going to be like, uh, okay, bitch, you can't be like, I meant such and such. What happened to words mean things? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a hashtag. Mm. So, you know, I just try to be careful with what I say. And I feel like if more people just took that into consideration, like y'all's president, it would just be, <laughs> things could be so much easier, but no. Um, I think something that's really interesting, because I wanted to talk about stuff that maybe people hadn't heard you talk about before and okay. speak to our relationship as friends, is the idea of taking risk in your career, because I think that that's something that we all have in common. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that you came to New York on a whim and then decided to live here. A Beyonce whim. Yes. Yeah, so how? So you came. <laughs> you came to New York for Beyonce. For Beyonce, I came for Revel. And then um, you just decided to stay. You just stayed. That was. That. No, no, no. I didn't just like never go back. But I was supposed <laughs> to move to Atlanta, like that next month. And as soon as I landed in New York for this show, it was like I felt like the spirit of Beyonce was like, come here. <laughs> <laughs> you should just come here instead. And so I. Canceled all my plans in Atlanta, canceled my job and apartment, and just moved to New York instead. And if you had, if you had seen Beyonce in like Wyoming, would you be living there now? Because <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know, like, yeah, how much of this was like. Does Beyonce, Beyonce speak to like you no matter what state you're in? It's really cute that you think black people would just go to <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> Beyonce would not go to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Beyonce does not go to Wyoming. We don't do that. Um, but it is, <laughs> but it is really interesting. Even with the podcast, you know, that you took this leap of faith. You were working as an assistant, mm -hmm. and then the podcast opportunity happened, and you kept a job. Like you yeah. had a regular job. Can you just talk about like what it took to say, "All right, I'm going to do this. 
I'm gonna make the transition into being a full-time creative because I feel like people in our audience and our listeners especially, that's something that they can identify with. We have so yeah. many creative people who want to take that next step but they don't know how. Um, you know, what inspired you and, and let you know that it was the right thing to do? Well, I was really cautious about it because all my life my parents have instilled in me this idea of you never leave a job without having another one lined up. Like, you just do not do it, no matter yeah. how miserable you are. So when it got to the point, I was um, an exec executive assistant at MTV and working there, you know, 40, 50 hours a week and then doing all this stuff with the read on the side and traveling and all this. So it was like a really not really rough balancing act. I think I was really fortunate to not have anybody else to take care of but myself. So I could spend all day at work and then go tape the show for hours and leave, you know, and it not right. be a big deal. Um, but it was just a lot for a long time. You know, I stayed there for, I think, almost three years doing both just because I was so afraid of not wow. having that steady, you know, every week MTV gives me my money. <laughs> and I don't want to lose that steady check, you know? Yeah. So when it came time, when it got to the point that I was wasting money by going to work, where I could have been making more money for myself than being at work, then I had to really say to myself, okay, you know, it's time to let go of the fear of not having that steady check and just step out there and see what happens. If all else fails, you know, I'm on good terms with these people. I can call them and get my job back, you know, but I'm going to just try it and see. I love that because that is exactly what I told Patrick when he was making his career leap. And he said the same thing to me when I was making my career leap, that if you <coughs> keep you things go good, you have to go for it. But I also really love that you were smart enough to keep your job and do your side hustle. And I think more artists have to remember mm -hmm. that sometimes you have to do the nine to five that you don't love. Oh, and it's so shitty. It's so, uh, it's rough. Like, I know, I know. It I just, really I does. just walked out on mine. I didn't wait, I didn't wait for the side, for like the side money to match. The normal income. <laughs> I went from I went from steady paycheck and health insurance to question mark. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, I was just like, you know what? But I had to. But it, you have to take a leap a hard of faith. Pivot. You have to take a leap of faith. And again, like you were saying, you can always go back. And my mother always says, yeah. we are highly employable yep. people. Right. So you might not always have the job that you want. But right. But I can always get a job. Like right. I'm not too good to do anything. So. I'm not, like I am, I don't feel above any job. If it came down to like, you know, needing money or being on the street, then I'm gonna do what I have to do. Yeah, you're gonna get a job. Absolutely, yeah. honest work is honest work. And that's, I mean, that's, I'm with Fred. I love that it was, you were smart enough and able to work hard enough to do both. It was a you lot, know what I'm I mean? not gonna lie. Like, and it was for years and years, you know, like even after we first started uh, doing ads on the show, you know, at first it wasn't anywhere near enough money to think about replacing my regular income. But as the show got bigger and our rates got higher and then we started bringing in money from touring, it was like, you know, and then you this start getting it. other opportunities and calls from people because of the show. So it just got to the point where I could not manage both anymore, but I held on to that nine to five for as long as I could. Well, I, I am so incredibly proud of you and you know I was gonna put you on blast, but- you love to tell this same I love to tell this story. same old story, so but I will much. never forget one drunken night at a- I thought you weren't gonna do this. We were drunk, <laughs> like every good story starts. It was um, Crystal, myself, and Asante. We were at some nasty, greasy diner. Yep. 
And I said to Crystal, you realize your life is about to change, right? The reed is going to blow up. It is going to be so big. You are going to get to do all kinds of she cool things. She was being so dramatic, too. I was so, I was drunk. <laughs> I was like, you're a star. <laughs> you are I, going uh, places. And I cannot uh, wait. I was like, let's take a picture. Let's take a picture to remember this moment. I know, I know, oh Fran, my. that was like two glasses of wine in. Yes, that was, <laughs> that was two glasses. I am a very cheap drunk, or a cheap date, sorry. <laughs> I'm also cheap. Um, and every time Crystal has a major milestone, I send her Here that drunken go. picture, and I say, remember when we were in that diner, and, and I like, told yes, you girl. you were going to be a star? And Crystal's like, how did you get this number? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's Francesca. <laughs> you lie. I would literally never. <laughs> no, it's because every few months, here you go with, I told you. <laughs> yeah, I told you I'm going to hang it over. I'm going to hold that over your head for the rest of our friendship. But I really do mean that. Well, I'm not going to put you on blast because, you know, you're not the guest at your own show. But That's you certainly true. have done your own uh -huh. and, of yeah, bad yeah. bitch activity. <laughs> Thank you. Over the past yes. several years, and I am so proud of Thank you. you I, I appreciate Thank, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Yes. Patrick, oh. Patrick is also here. Well, Patrick, got oh, Patrick to marry I like, that, was, that was actually the perfect response to that. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Um, so I said all that to say that we are very happy to have you, and we want to jump into some stories to talk about with you because okay. we love your perspective. Um, so, yeah, babe, do you want to intro the, the first story we want to talk about? Oh, yeah. So we want to talk about uh, Get Out being nominated. Uh, for comedy at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So we are already, Everybody's over it. We're already hearing how people... To drama, that is. Um, so as it, you know, there are only yeah. two categories. Well, a lot of people don't know that there are only two categories. Yeah, I feel I, like I that was like something... a lot of people do not know that. Okay, well, if you didn't know there are only two categories, there's comedy and there's drama, and there's been this big debate about why, why was Get Out submitted as a comedy. Yeah, and what and what the implications of that mean. So I was just curious to know what you thought about it, mm -hmm. uh, what your reaction to it was, and then we can talk a little bit about how Twitter reacted because there were lots of people who yeah, had to Well, that's how I found out about it. And so my first thought was, who exactly made this decision? Right. Because I couldn't tell based off Jordan's tweet whether he was a part of that process. Yeah, or he not. was kind of being sarcastic. I think he tweeted, Get Out as a documentary. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Definitely not a documentary. <laughs> I was like, so, so what side are we supposed to be on, Jordan? It's like, yeah. it's a little unclear here. Well, I and I think that he's trying to be professional, right? Because he's okay, like, right. you mean, know, I still need to get a check. You're playing the game, right? Yeah, right, I still right. need to get a That's check. Um, and I, I thought it was really interesting because I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, this is a conspiracy. Golden Globes are being terrible to this film. And I think it's important for people to know that the studio actually chooses where to submit the film. Right. So the studio, Universal, actually decided to submit this as a comedy. And again, I've now since read that Jordan does not agree with the idea of it being uh, submitted as a comedy. He argues that the movie doesn't really have a specific genre. But I think... For a few reasons, I think it works, but Pat, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I, I see that there's some comedy in the movie. I don't know why that decision would be made. I mean, if it was a strategic decision because they thought that they would do better in that category. That's what I believe it is. Yeah, that's that that's kind it. of, made, uh, there's some justification there, you know, because it is only going to serve to promote the movie and, and 
you know, make it a make it a classic and ensure that people continue watching it, which I'm sure they will. Anyway. And it started a lot of conversation. Everybody is talking about it. They were already talking about the film. It was the biggest film of the year. Um, but they're talking about the decision to nominate it as a comedy. But this is. Oh, you mean was it strategic to do that to get the I don't, buzz? I don't about know why that they it did it to get buzz. But I believe that it was submitted. That's interesting to increase too. their chances of winning. Be maybe that's as, what as I was. absolutely to be stacked up against the dramatic films. Their drama is a huge tough, stacked category, and if you remember, last year The Martian was submitted as a comedy, which is not a comedy at really? all. Really? The Martian was I submitted as a comedy, and it won. So, they, they strategically, wow. I mean, and I think, <laughs> That is fascinating. I know. I don't know it's that movie. Matt Damon by himself. <laughs> I tried watching it on a plane. And I don't watch Matt. Even on a plane. If you, couldn't, if you couldn't get through it on a plane, then you no. it's oh, probably it's not good enough. So they submitted it as a comedy, and there was a, a bunch of conversation about it that time. I think it works only because I saw the film, even though it is a horror film, and it has a lot of dramatic moments, I saw it as a social satire, like as a, a dark comedy. You know what I mean? Like there were comedic moments, the whole thing wasn't funny. Right. But satire is still a form of comedy. Uh, okay, I like it. I, I can like I it. can see it. I can see it, but when it's I think reach, back, but like... But it's a reach I can... Yeah, you yeah. could get to yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, it's attainable at mm -hmm. the same time. I, I judge a comedy by whether or not at the end I want to make more, like, foolish jokes, you know? And at, when I finished Get Out, I didn't feel like nudging, you know, whoever I saw it with and making some snappy comment. Yeah, no, that's true, but I do think... <laughs> I still, I don't know, I do argue that the, that the film was a commentary, right? Like it was a horror, Absolutely. but it was also commenting on race and uh, like relationships. And so I think that in that way, like that is what makes it comedic. Like there were a lot of winks to the audience in that way. I don't know. Am I really? I can. I can. I can absolutely see it. Yeah. yeah no. But but in general, it, it was. <laughs> I would like to win a Golden I'm Globe someday. <laughs> uh, okay. So maybe that's enough about Get Out. <laughs> I, mean, I understand doing it for the for the sake of trying to win. I guess it sucks that those are the only two categories because it doesn't really neatly fit into either one. Yeah. I mean, so many films don't fit into those categories. Like right. Birdman, I would not call a comedy, but it was dubbed a comedy. Okay. Transparent, it gets nominated for comedies. And that show is not funny. No, God, that show is. So not you have to you have to fit into these neat categories, and it's like yeah. if they had as many categories as there are films, award shows are already too long as right, it is. That's true too. Hmm. I'm not trying to watch a horror comedy, a horror category, and a romance category, and a musical cat. Like there's just too many different types of films. Hmm. Well, I suppose I, su I, su <laughs> I suppose I suppose that's fair. Um, trans uh, Transparent has has recently had some problems of its own, hasn't it? Yeah. You know about this? Yeah, that's true, and uh, not on the list. And no, you're right. <laughs> it's not Glad that list. we're going that in that direction. That it's being, okay, it's being nixed then. Okay. You just you can't just delete me, Fran. <laughs> I have things to say, but thank you for that. I will edit all of this out now. Thank you. Um, do you want to move on to the yeah. next? Okay, so. There are, there's been a slew of ridiculous products that have flooded the market, and a lot of these companies do this to promote a brand, but they're actually selling this stuff, and people can actually buy them and are actually buying them. There's this notion of like 
of, of what's called, I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with this concept, end-stage capitalism. In a very, in a very brief sentence, end-stage capitalism is where, is where the dynamics of capitalism split such that the rich is so rich and the poor are so poor that it basically implodes. Um, so this corner is called end-stage capitalism corner, or why the rest of the world hates us. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we... <laughs> this is cheerful. Yeah, it's this great. <laughs> I like it. So we want to know, it does get, it does get, it does get more lighthearted. It does get funny, I promise. <laughs> Which celebrity would endorse these products? Oh, these are ridiculous, Which expensive celebrity? products that signal end-stage oh. capitalism. Okay. okay, so the first one is a $10,000 bikini made of actual pizza. Katy Perry. <laughs> That is perfect. <laughs> so this is a pizza bikini that was created by a Villa Italian Kitchen it's and a real? food stylist. It's real. This is you a real thing. This. this is a real thing. The pizza kini is completely customized and it involves both a consultation and a personal fitting with the food stylist. But $10,000 covers the meticulous attention to detail and the labor and a gift certificate to the walk-in clinic to treat the inevitable yeast infection. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's up all in there. I am so confused by this. Like, yes, it is a real thing, and I actually agree with you. <laughs> Katy Perry would be the perfect person to endorse wow. a pizza bikini. What, that is what do you bullshit. do in that? I mean, what, when you're done with it, what do you do with it? Like the you just hope the thing. seagulls don't attack you and eat all of it I off of your body. I didn't even think about the seagulls. I was thinking, like, you got sand in your pizza. And, like, what good is Sandy Pizza? I don't think you're going to eat the yeah, pizza. No, I don't think you're going to eat the pizza that was just on, like, your genitals. No. There's something <laughs> wrong with people. Okay, you okay. ready for the next uh, item in our end-stage capitalism corner? <laughs> or uh, yes, why the rest of the world hates us? <laughs> We just love that we have an end-stage capitalism quarter. We did it just for that. I know. I'm ready to make the theme song. <laughs> it's all explosions. <laughs> this is a, a sterling silver tin can by Tiffany for $1,000. Tiffany now has a new section called Everyday Objects. It's a new collection. <laughs> it is born out of the notion yes. that beautiful things should not be limited to special occasions. Oh, no. They include a rose gold crazy straw for $350. What? A sterling silver ruler for $450. A sterling silver bird's nest with Tiffany blue porcelain eggs for $10,000. And CNN speculates that this is to also get social media buzz, yeah. but also to court millennials, as if millennials have money to spend on. Nobody has ten thousand dollars to spend on a. We're spending food. all of our money on avocado toast. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why would we spend a thousand dollars on a Tiffany sterling silver tin can? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why a tin can? Like a soup can? A yes, soup can. A soup an actual can. soup can. The thing that you put your pencils in when you clean wow. it out. Or like to do the fake telephone. So then I'm. I'm <laughs> So then I can see Gwyneth Paltrow buying like yes. a case of these. Yeah, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, this I, is gonna be like her stocking stuffer. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, and babe, what is the last item in the end stage capitalism corner or why the rest of the world hates us? Loving this title. <laughs> the last item is a Louis Vuitton golden toilet priced at $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> 
$1,000. So the golden toilet is made out of 24 Louis Vuitton bags. What? Yeah. And the, the average, average cost, cost of each of the bags is about $2,000. So it is an entire toilet oh my God. Yeah. made out of... Is that gold? Is it it's gold? actual, yes. Gold. The interior is actual gold, and oh all of the shit. mechanisms in the toilet tank work, and they're More all More like golden gold. shit. It's all gold. <laughs> it's all gold in Louis Vuitton. Yes. Wow. So who would be the celebrity to oh, endorse man. the Louis Vuitton golden toilet? Oh, to endorse... <laughs> Someone in the audience just yelled out Tyrese. Oh man, I don't know. My first thought is Kanye. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that is a fair, fair representative. I feel like he would do it. I, do. I, think, I think that you did it. a wonderful job. You got them all right. There are right answers to these, and you got three out of three. Oh. Three out of three. Congratulations, Crystal. <laughs> I am honored. And you don't win anything, we all lose. <laughs> all lose, because these are all real items. Look them up. Um, now it's time for a listener letter, and we're gonna get Crystal's input on a letter from someone in our audience. Again, if you would like to send in a letter, you can do that at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> this letter comes from Joe. Joe says, I've been a, a fan for a long time, recently got into listening to LMB. You are hilarious. I find myself cackling on my way to work every day. Thanks, Joe. Backstory. My husband and I are young, and we've been married for two years. We love food, but my relationship with food and the gym started changing in June 2016. Um, I have a condition that flares up when I eat badly, so I changed my eating habits, and I love going to the gym. Orms. Hashtag orms, which is arms. Um, oh, thank you so much. And I'm, generally <laughs> and I'm generally motivated to keep working hard. My husband started out with me in the gym, but recently has plateaued and no longer goes as much as I do. He complains about his weight and says he wants to do better, but he's just not as interested as he once was. Question, how can I keep going to the gym and talking about my progress without making him feel like he isn't being judged? And is there any way to motivate him to join me in a healthier lifestyle? Um, so I liked this question because we all like to work out. Crystal, you've been doing um, CrossFit, which is pretty badass. That's some intense so stuff. It's really, really hard. I just, anytime you post what the workout of the day is, <laughs> I get intimidated because it always looks super hard. Um, so I just love lifting weights. It just feels amazing, honestly. Because I'm just like, oh, and I'm what got you? Ass. So what? <laughs> so what? It helped motivate you and inspire you to start working out because Joe is clearly having the struggle with trying to convince her husband. Uh, well, then I think he needs to find something that he likes to do. You know, I do not like going to like New York Sports Club, for example, and just like getting on the treadmill for 60 minutes. I know there are people who will like listen to podcasts or whatever, and they have a great time for that 60 minutes, I will be bored as hell after minute like five. Right. So I need to go yeah. somewhere where like I'm working on building a strength um, through like weight training and that sort of thing. And CrossFit's kind of competitive, right? Yeah, it is. It can, well, so, you know, it, CrossFit is really white, so <laughs> me and CrossFit spaces is something, that's a whole nother topic, because them white boys be competing and they be like crazy, right? <laughs> They be like doing the most. And I'd be like, okay, I'm over here with like, you know, people just trying to chill. Right. And not trying to be like the next CrossFit champion. Right. Know? So, but you know, also the workouts themselves are 
really varied and they're constantly switching up the movements and so I don't have the chance to get bored. So that's why I love going. So I would encourage this person's husband to find whatever it is they're into. Like maybe you thought you guys could do the same exercise classes together and that ends up not being the case because you're not into Zumba or whatever the yeah. fuck. You know, I like, was <laughs> you find what you're into. I was gonna say you don't the love same Zumba? thing. Mm. Uh, that, that's that's not, that really seems like you would dig it though. <laughs> <laughs> Like I keep asking Fran to go with me, but she just would, won't do it. I've done Zumba before, and it's not... <laughs> I will say, when we were living in Queens, I went to Zumba, <laughs> and uh, the class was very white. I was the only black person there, and when I got there, some of the ladies were like, oh, look, the teacher is here. Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 I am not teaching this class at all. I am not doing that. No, no I'm really not, and I was terrible I'm at it. I'm here to try not to laugh at y'all. No. Zumba, isn't Zumba just like line dancing? Isn't that what No, it's just Zumba dancing, is? but you know, it's like. It's I thought that was what Zumba was. <laughs> It's not line dancing, it's just it's dancing. They teach you dance good. moves and you do them over and over again. They're like a little oh, routine, okay, yeah. a little combination. Yeah, that's, that's like but I, but I think that Crystal brings up a good point that you have to, your husband has to figure out what he likes and I think that a lot of people give up on fitness because they try one thing right. and it doesn't work out without remembering that there are lots of different things that they can do. Right, or sports you could play, which yeah. could be a whole lot more fun than going to any sort of gym. Yeah, there's so like yeah. adult uh, kickball leagues which is just an excuse to drink. drink yeah, you so know? I don't know if that counts as, as but you could, you know, you you burn off what you <laughs> what you drink. What what advice do you have? I'm, I'm so I'm I'm actually listening to you for advice. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's I thought that was the point of putting this letter in here. No, it was wasn't. So you could turn to me and go listen. <laughs> you really well, need to find I, something that you're no, into Pat and, and I stick work out with together. it. We work out together, and we've done lots of different things. We've done spinning. We work out with with a trainer sometimes. We haven't yeah. recently because I've been traveling a lot. But I've done all sorts of things. I've done Pilates. Um, I used to swim a lot when I was in college. We had a we had a pool at our gym, um, and so I think again, I'm I'm echoing Crystal to say that you have to try lots of different things. Um, there's a thing called Class Pass where you Ooh, pay a class. fee yeah. and you can try lots yeah. of different classes. Where you, you go on, there's like like Groupon is a Groupon. good place to get free classes for almost anything that you. You do, do boxing, didn't you do a boxing class? I one did. Time? I did some boxing, and um, I didn't I didn't win, so I didn't go back. <laughs> But some people like to, you want to hit things, right? So right. maybe, you know, your husband would like to do boxing or... Yeah. Um, and there's tons of martial arts out there, which gives... Uh, I know a lot of guys think, like, that gives them a sense that they're building a skill. Right. You know, so that's that's good. I I personally haven't tried it, so, you know, whatever, whatever for what that's worth. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully, Joe... Um, we've given you some some good things to think about. And don't feel bad about the fact that you are working out and changing your eating habits. You know, you want to remind your husband that you married him for who he is and you love him no matter what. And that you want to encourage him to find out, find what kind of workout routine works for him. But if he doesn't want to work out, then like, that's cool too. Just don't complain about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, right. do I seriously do do what works for you? I mean, you have to be excited about your own workout, so you shouldn't have to tack that down for somebody else. Absolutely, you know, they should be happy for you and support you, even if they're not getting off the ground in their own physical exercise routines. Great. So again, if you want to email us, you can do that at lmbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
All right, time for my favorite segment of the podcast. It's Florida Man. Florida Man. Did you guys have you guys did you guys try this Florida Man drink? Yeah, we have a Florida Man drink. Did you guys get it? It is it is orange juice, vodka, and ginger ale. It is tastes like sunshine and spent shell casings. Yes. It is both unoriginal and cheap, so it's very Florida. Um, If you are new to our podcast, Florida Man is a game where we read a number of headlines about Florida, and one of the headlines is fake, and our guest, Crystal, has to guess which headline is fake. We are not just shitting on Florida. We We are are actually from Florida. We are people of Florida. POFs. We are POFs. and so we feel like we have every right yeah, to crap on our home state. Okay. So Patrick is actually doing Florida Man this episode. That's right. So choose the one that is not a real Florida Man headline. Number one, Florida Man being chased by police asks 911 to call Donald Trump. <laughs> Remember, this is Florida. Right. Don't forget right. where we are. Right. Yes. Remember it. Number two, Florida man sets up lemonade stand to sell his personal stash of drugs for charity. Uh, the charity one is fake. Okay. Wait, we haven't even gotten through the rest of oh, it. Oh, sorry, I thought it was just two. No, it's, it's how many is it? I'm like, no, it's somebody in Florida five, didn't do it. But exactly. you already actually got it right. No, Patrick! I'm sorry. You ha- well, damn, you ruined it. <laughs> you the- killed it. You could have just kept You going. nailed it. You could have read the rest of the Okay, but I'm still going to because the rest of them are real and they deserve, um, they deserve to be read. <laughs> Florida man claims discrimination when condo association demands he get rid of his squirrel. See, here's the thing. There is a reason that I am the president of this podcast. Look, I won the election fair and square. 2018. And when I and when close. I organized the Florida man or the Florida whoa man. Sometimes we have a Florida woman segment. It is run professionally. (laughs) And it is run in a way that the other person playing, in this case our guest, is able to make a fair determination because they've heard all of the headlines. Listen, I think you're right, but she got it right. I mean, what can I do? Okay, here's what I want to know. <laughs> Are you communicating with the Russians? <laughs> because someone has infiltrated this game. <laughs> I'm so pissed. <laughs> Let me just give you the other one. Florida man says too much music and masturbation caused him to vandalize a home. That's a real headline, and I know because you spoiled the game. <laughs> Read another one. (laughs) And the last one, Miami lawyer's pants catch fire while defending a client accused of arson. I think that might be my favorite headline ever. Mm, And I bet it's real. It's all real. Well, great job, baby. And great job, Crystal. Thank you so much. You did an amazing job. Really feel good about that win. You did an amazing job with Florida Man. Um, We have come to the end of the road. This has been a fantastic time. And I can't let go. Oh, I was. Oh, you were were singing? (laughs) 
<laughs> you were quoting. You were quoting lyrics. Do you know what song that is? Yeah, that's "End of the Road." Mm, by who? I got this. I got this. Hold nah, because that TLC shit was fucked up. <laughs> I was back there like, what? This one is by Boys to Men. Whoa! <laughs> I own the tape. You did? The tape. The oh tape. my gosh. I did. We I are did. dating ourselves. Right. Well, this is the end of the road. We had an amazing first live show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our very special guest, Crystal. Give it up for Crystal. Thank you to Justin, who created our amazing theme song and traveled all the way from Kansas to DJ our show, which is so amazing. Um, thank you to our production team, Curtis, Emily, O'Neill, and the entire Brick staff. And of course, thank you to our incredible executive producer, Sasha Mathias. This show yes. would not have happened without Sasha. We would not be part of the Brick family without Sasha. And we thank you to Brick. And thank you to Brick. Um, they are an amazing nonprofit organization. They have so many great art, arts programming here um, for young people. They have educational programming. So if you would like to learn more or to come see any of the cool art installations or performances, you can go to brickartsmedia.org for more information. Don't forget, the very first PodCon in Seattle, Washington is going on on December 9th and 10th. We'll be doing a live show there with special guest Dylan Marin, who's in the audience. Yes, tonight. we love Dylan Marin. If you can't make it to Seattle on December 9th and 10th, you can watch it and listen to it live. Uh, just visit podcon.com for more information on that. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And like us on Facebook. You can also tweet us using the hashtag last name basis, or you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. A tie optional. We would love to hear what you thought of this week's episode, the live show. If you were in the audience or you watched live on Facebook, we want to hear from you. Is there anything else, babe? This I think that's Facebook? it. Yes. This is on Facebook live. live on, right we're now. live on Facebook right now. Uh, What's up, Facebook? <laughs> So we want to hear what you thought of our very first live show. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis, live from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Moulet. Our videographer is Curtis Boone. And our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org radio. And can you all say hi to my Instagram? Okay, we just finished our very first live show, right, babe? That's right. And there's Crystal. I wonder how it went. Let's ask the audience. Yay! Hey, I guess it went pretty well. <laughs>